Welcome to the Irresistible You podcast. This is the place to get a dose of empowerment to create the life you crave and deserve. I'm your host, Amy Beltran, CEO and founder of Irresistible University. Through my podcast and signature coaching program, I teach women just like you how to ditch the body image issues, gain confidence, and lose the emotional weight to look and feel irresistible at any size. If you like this podcast, you're going to love my group coaching program. If you would like to learn more about the program, including the investment cost, what's included, get more client testimonials, and to sign up and enroll, please head over to irresistibleicing.com slash course. The link is also in the show notes. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. If you're new here, hi, hello. If you're an OG listener, welcome back. Before we dive into the topic for today, I just want to ask you guys for a quick favor. I would love for you to share the Irresistible You podcast in a way that makes sense for you. So here are some ways that you can share the podcast and help us reach more women that need to hear this message. So number one, you can go to iTunes and leave a rating and review. That helps so much because what it does is it puts the podcast further into the algorithm so that more people see it so that it starts to pop up as a recommendation. The other way that you can help to share and support the podcast is to share it on Instagram. So take a screenshot of, you know, as you're listening to the podcast and put that into your Instagram stories, put it on your Instagram feed, make sure to tag me. I am at irresistible icing and you can also put the podcast hashtag, which is hashtag irresistible you. You can simply message or email a friend and say, hey, I've been listening to this podcast. I think this would be really helpful for you. And you can send it on over to them that way. That would be so amazing and so helpful and just a great way to show your support for the podcast and all the content that I put out here every single week. So now that we've said that, I want to dive into this week's topic. And this week, you know, so I was thinking about this. The last two, actually almost three weeks now, um, my husband is home, thank goodness, but for the last almost three weeks, my husband was working out of town, and so I was just in a quick little season of life that was a lot more challenging, a lot harder than normal, Um, you know, being home, working. And also taking care of both of my kids. And for those of you that don't know, I have a four-year-old daughter named Catalina. And I have an almost, oh my gosh, he'll be eight months this week. I have an eight-month-old son named Javi and our 12-year-old Chihuahua Chewy. So, you know, trying to manage momming, businessing, working all together without another adult here to help me out um, was really challenging. And... It just completely threw off our schedule. And, you know, I got to thinking about, you know, how do you get through times like that? These seasons where things are harder, these seasons where life doesn't always look how it normally looks. Because what ends up happening is we can so often use that as the excuse as to 
why we aren't where we want to be or, oh, I was doing so well and then my, my spouse had to go out of town for work or I was doing so well and then COVID happened. I was doing so well and then Christmas happened. I was doing, and we just continue to use life as excuses as to why we're not losing our weight, why we're not being successful, why we're not living the life we crave. And I'm going to have to call bullshit on that because I understand, believe me, I completely understand how hard certain seasons of life can be. But if you continue to use that as the excuse as to why you're not living the life you crave, you're never going to have the life you crave and you're going to be craving it for the rest of your life. And so you're going to be fulfilling that craving in other ways with binging Netflix, binging food, all of the kinds of things like that. And instead, we have to recognize and we have to learn how to navigate through the good, the bad, and the in-between. Going into this, you know, I knew it was going to be a tough couple of weeks. I knew it was going to be challenging. And so there's certain things that I had to do to set that up for myself so that I don't become a victim to my circumstance because your circumstances are pretty much out of your control, right? What does that mean? A circumstance is my husband comes home and says, hey, I got voluntold. I have to go work on the base, you know, in Key West for three weeks this is just what it is. I've tried everything I can to not have to go, but I can't get out of it. Okay. That's a circumstance. A circumstance is you have an accident, right? A circumstance is something that is, you know, bad weather. It's, it's so far out of your control. There's literally nothing you can do about it. But we confuse that we have, we think, oh, well, I don't have any control over that. So I'm just a victim. I'm going to have my pity party. I'm going to wah, wah, wah all the way home. And it's like, okay, true. We can't control the circumstance. What we can control is how we navigate through it. What we can control is how we set ourselves up to get through it. And when you start transitioning your thought process in that way, you take control of your life. You become empowered. And anyone that you look at that you perceive as, you know, being successful or, oh, she's so lucky or, oh, I wish I had that girl's life or that woman's this or that, you know, people that are successful, people that are living their best life, that are living the life they crave, it doesn't happen by accident. Okay, it doesn't happen by accident. It happens when we start to get intentional about our actions and what we're doing. And also recognizing that in some seasons of life, we have to let certain things go. Okay, we have to not be so tightly wound up about, oh my gosh, are the dishes washed? Oh my gosh, is the house, you know, immaculate in the way that I want it to look? And the answer to that last week is no. <laughs> you know, I do my best to pick up and, and keep everything tidy and keep everything in order while he's away, but that's not the priority. The priority is taking care of my children. The priority is maintaining my business and getting deadlines met. Those are the two main priorities. And so it got me thinking about, um, you know, I wasn't always this way. I was 
definitely the victim and every situation everything was happening to me I was the queen of some pity parties y'all like I could wear the crown of the pity party I would love to throw me a good pity party feel sorry for myself be the victim and just use every life circumstance as an excuse as to why I wasn't where I wanted to be you know and on the podcast here, you know, we talk a lot about what it's like to be the quote unquote fat girl, what it's like to feel overweight, what it's like to grow up that way, what it's like to not live your life because you're letting your weight hold you back. But the truth in all of that, it's, it's, it's about so much more than weight. It's about not living the life that you wish you were living, not living the life that you crave. It's the weight stuff is surface level. So when we talk about not being where you want to be, it's not about, oh, I want to be this size or I want to be this weight. But it's also about like, I'm not in the job that I want to be doing. I'm not making the kind of money I want to be making. I'm not feeling and living a fulfilled life, whatever that means to you. So we can't continue to use life circumstances as the excuse because let me tell you this there will always be an excuse if that's the route you're going to go because from now until your last breath on this earth something will always be popping up that you have to take care of that throws you off course that throws you off your week you know um and it just happens like it's just it's just the way it is um you know, all good intentions last week. It was Monday and I was um, trying to get some work finished, you know. And so I had told, and my my daughter doesn't have school on Monday. So I was like, hey, go in your room, watch your tablet for a little bit. Let me try to get Javi to sleep, you know, because if she's in there, he's distracted and, and whatnot. And so I was in my room on my bed and I had him next to me. I had all the pillows around the bed so he couldn't fall down. And I had my computer and I was working on getting some things done that, that had some, some tight uh, deadlines. And I guess I had a minute where I got so engrossed in what I was doing and I thought he was fine. He was sitting literally right next to me playing. And next thing I know, I, I look over and I see him rolling off the bed. <laughs> And my heart just dropped because my bed, guys, is probably close to three feet tall and I have hardwood floors in my bedroom. And so I threw everything. I ran to the other side of the bed and, of course, he's he's on the floor face up crying and I pick him up and I'm just like, holy shit. Like, I felt like the worst mother on the planet. I got so engrossed in my work that my child got hurt because of, because of me. It was, it was my fault. And, um, long story short, thank God he's okay. He had a couple of bruises. I took him to urgent care. He's perfectly fine. Um, but that was a really scary wake up moment also of like, you know, you can't be distracted like this. You have to focus on what you're trying to do. And sometimes we can't do everything all at once. And that was just also a lesson in, you know, you wake up thinking my week's going to go one way. I've got this going on. This is scheduled today. That's happening. And then I spent my entire morning in urgent care. So we have to learn how to be able to regulate our emotions and how to 
just navigate our life when things don't go the way we thought they were going to go. Because we are not guaranteed tomorrow and we are not guaranteed today is going to go the way we have it scheduled on our calendar. And so if you can't learn how to like pivot and just take like to make this irresistible you concept to make this your lifestyle, you are constantly going to find yourself running yourself ragged on the yo-yo diet body hate shame cycle because it will not stop because there will always be something for you to point your finger at. You know, and I could have used that day to say, oh my God, it was so stressful and this happened to Javi and I'm just going to go ham on the food. And I didn't. I stuck to what I told myself I was going to do. And guess what? The scale's going down. <laughs> it's funny how that works, right? <laughs> um, but it's not even just about the scale going down. It's about me feeling proud of myself, me sticking to what I say I'm going to do. And I say it on this podcast all the time, but the fastest path to confidence, if that's the thing you just, you want to know, how do I get confident? Well, then start doing what you say, start doing what you say you're going to do and stop letting yourself down. And I promise you, if you're listening to this, you know how to let yourself down. You're really good at breaking promises to yourself. So what if instead you tried to keep these promises to yourself? And where you get effed up in the process is you're like, oh, I'm going to just go hard starting on Monday. I'm going to get rid of everything in my house that is like, you know, junk food. I'm not going to eat fast food anymore. I'm not going to eat anything fried or greasy or this or that. And I'm going to stick to this hardcore plan and I'm going to work out an hour every day. And because you can't stick to that plan, you let yourself down. You break the trust. You break that confidence in yourself. It's like one more notch in your belt of just feeling shitty about yourself. Because you set yourself up to fail from the very beginning. Because you're setting these un... So it's like, why do we think we're going to go from not moving our bodies, eating like shit every single day, talking shit to ourselves, and then all of a sudden, just because the freaking calendar says Monday, we're going to automatically just like, bam, and I'm going to like be killing it with all the, the habits that I said I was going to do. Well, that is so irrational, but it's what we do. And when you have done that over and over and over and over with the next shiny diet, the next shiny thing, it's like you have no more trust or confidence left in yourself. Of course you don't. So what do you have to do? You have to set these little tiny goals. You have to set little teeny tiny things that you can feel proud about. You know, and so all of this to say it really got me thinking about, you know, wow, like sometimes we're so focused on how far we have to go, how much weight we still have to lose, how much personal growth we still haven't accomplished, how much success we still haven't achieved, that we forget how far we've actually come. And so I was doing a little bit of that and just thinking like, wow, you know, I was never like this before. I was the victim, the pity party, the woe is me. You know, every circumstance was the end of the world. So how did I get here? Like this has been a long journey for me. And, you know, it started over 10 years ago when I finally decided I'm done with the rat race. I'm done with 
telling myself I'll do it tomorrow. I'm done with telling myself someday I'm going to have X, Y, and Z. And I would say these things and I never had a plan for how it was going to happen. And I didn't have intentional actions to get there. And so I just had to sit around and think about some of the things that I've been doing over the years that have really helped me, that have grounded me, that make me feel like just things that make me feel irresistible and what that means. And so I wanted to share some of those things with you as well, Um, because it's not something you're going to find just in a diet. That's not what this is about. This journey is about connecting with yourself. This journey is about losing all the emotional weight, all the inner fat bitch dialogue that goes on inside your head, learning how to regulate your emotions, learning how to feel worthy without attaching it to a size or a number or a thing or an object, right? So Number one, so I'm going to share some of these things with you guys, and these are not really in any particular order. They're just kind of how they came out when I was writing notes for the episode. Um, So number one, these are just, again, these are the things that I do to just feel irresistible, you know, to look and feel irresistible, to live that best version of me and my life, because that's ultimately what, what that means. So number one is you have to prioritize your life. What are your priorities? And, and let, me, let me say this. What are your priorities based on the season of life that you're in? Because everything we go through is a season. Not everything lasts forever. Especially if you're a parent, right? Like if you're a parent, even your kids, depending on how their age, so I'll just use mine as an example. Like having a baby an infant that's under one, every month is a new season, right? Because there's so much development and things happening. I mean, we went from, you know, Javi's this cute little sack of potatoes maybe two months ago to now he's this bubbly, blabbing, he's trying to say words, he's crawling. You guys, let me tell you this. He turns eight months this week. He's already trying to walk. Like he's pulling himself, like I don't remember Kat doing it this early. He's pulling himself up. And if you hold his hands, he's actually like walking with his feet. I don't know what we're in for with this kid. Um, (laughs) I think he's going to just be all over the place. So he's crawling. He's trying to walk. He's trying to speak. You know, he's sleeping better. So that's another season where six months ago, that was in the trenches of just being sleep deprived. And so in that season, it was like right now, the priority is to just get as much rest as possible knowing that I'm not getting a full night's sleep. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, does this make sense? So you have to think about what are my priorities in my life right now? And I want you to understand that at any given time, you can really only have two to three priorities at once. So what does that mean? Because you're like, oh, I'm at two to three things, right? So for me, you know, my main priorities are my children, my business, and my health. I won't say children. Maybe I should say family, right? My, my family. And so obviously under those priorities, there's a gazillion other things that have to happen. But what I'm trying to say is I can't be... I can't prioritize six or seven super important things all at one time. It's just not 
possible to live the life that I crave. And my craving in life is to live with peace. My goal is not happiness. And I don't think anyone's goal should be happiness because happiness is a fleeting emotion, right? We are not created to feel happy 24-7 every single day. We're just not. Um, It's an emotion, which means it's fleeting. It comes and it goes. And if we were happy all the time, I think it would actually be super irritating. I actually really can't stand to be around someone who's like that overly happy where it almost feels, it feels fake to me, right? Because there's certain situations where we're just kind of more mellow. There's certain situations where... um, you know, we're, we, we feel content, but we're not like giddy and happy about it. Right. So my goal in life is not the pursuit of happiness. My goal in life is the pursuit of inner peace. Okay. What does that mean? Inner peace refers to a state of being where you are mentally and spiritually at peace with the knowledge and understanding to keep yourself strong in the face of stress. So to have peace doesn't mean we don't ever feel sad. It doesn't mean we don't feel angry or pissed off or any of those kinds of emotions. What it means is that we can navigate through stress. We can navigate through difficult circumstances without crumbling to pieces because of it. Because if happiness is your goal, no, like, For those of you that are on the yo-yo diet, body hate, shame cycle, and beating yourself up because you didn't lose weight, or you didn't stick to the diet, or you didn't stick to the macros, or you didn't stick to the detox, it's because you're attaching that that, um, success, if you will, to the goal of happiness. Okay, side note, I really hope you guys aren't able to hear that. The the F-18 jets are flying really close by today, <laughs> and they're super loud. Um, super grateful for it. That's what my husband, he's not a pilot. He works on F-18s for the Navy. Um, and so, you know, it's the sound of freedom, guys. Um, so anyway, it's just getting really loud here in my office. So what I was saying is that inner peace is really knowing that things are not always going to be happy and just feeling a sense of peace no matter what's going on around you. And I think when we go for happiness, and it's it's so attached to the diet culture, right? And that's why we let ourselves down. We're like, oh, I, everything was going good until this and this and this happened, right? That's because if you're trying to pursue happiness as your major, major goal, you're always going to be left feeling let down because happiness is not, it is a fleeting emotion. It comes and it goes. And we're not intended to feel happy all the time. That's why when you get that bad news or you get that update or you get that thing that you didn't want to know about and your happiness goes away for a while. And then you use that as an excuse as to why you're not achieving the life that you crave. Instead of what if you changed it to inner peace as your main goal. And so I just want you to to think about that. Um, And so you have to prioritize your life. And so going back to, you know, what are your main priorities right now with the season of life that you're in? Because when you do this, it allows you to see maybe you have too much on your plate. Maybe you're stretched too thin. 
And it also allows you to start letting go of perfectionism because as much as we think we can do everything, we can't. You can do anything, right? There's a quote, like you can do anything, you can't do everything at once. So think about your priorities with that. Um, you know, and also what is your goal here? If you're trying to chase after happiness, you're going to constantly be like a dog chasing its tail. Because think about this. You always tell yourself, when I lose weight, I'll be happy. When I get more money in the bank, I'm going to be happy. When I get the bigger house, I'll be happy. When I trade my car in, I'll be happy. When my kids graduate, I'll be happy. Happiness can never be long-lasting through achieving objects or through achieving goals because those things always go away and they change. They're not sustainable. And think about it. How many times have you gotten the car, the house, the husband, um, the, the promotion, the weight loss, and instead of feeling it and being grateful for it and sitting in it, you just set the next goal to achieve before you've even had time to celebrate. That's what I'm talking about. Happiness is bullshit. It's not a goal. It's, it should never be the goal. So think about switching that. What if your, your goal instead was, I just want to achieve inner peace that no matter what's going on around me, no matter what I weigh, no matter what I look like, I can have this sense of inner peace. And inner peace doesn't mean ignoring feelings and emotions. It actually means sitting through them to have that emotional self-regulation, okay? So that's number one is you have to prioritize yourself. What are the two to three main priorities in your life? What are those things? What do they look like? Number two, this is one of the things that, you know, if, if I think about my week and how I want to feel and I want to, you know, just have an amazing week, I want to feel irresistible, I want to feel like I'm in charge of my life no matter what's happening, then you have to get ahead of your week. You cannot let the week take you with it. So what does that mean? Getting ahead of your week means, you know, Sunday or the weekend, the Friday, even Friday afternoon, you start looking at the week ahead and you start going, okay, next week, this is what's going on. You're looking at your calendar. You're looking at your schedule. What appointments do you have? Um, you know, what events do you have? What major projects maybe you have due with work or things with your children and things like that? And knowing that, okay, you know what, next week I have to go to this appointment and I'm going to be out of the office between two and five. So I shouldn't expect that to look like a, a normal day, right? And so learning how to work that, getting ahead of your week. What do I need to do next week to prepare? You know, getting everything set up so you've got the groceries ordered, you've got the laundry ready, you've got everything prepped as much as you can so that the week is not taking control of you. Because if you don't do that, it's like you wake up on Monday and next thing you know, it's, it's the following Monday. It feels like there's just this invisible hand like shoving you in the back. And especially if you're in a busy season of life, this is so important for you to get ahead of your week and understand what's coming up, what's coming up on the radar, what's coming up on the calendar. Okay. And planning for that, planning for that. So, um, and, and part of this too, guys, this is a lot of things we talk about with irresistible you is you have to get to know yourself. You have to build a relationship with yourself so that you know 
yourself and you can say, you know what, that's not going to work for me. Or you know what, I don't work well between these hours. Because when you have been on the yo-yo diet, body hate, shame cycle, doing things for everybody else, people pleasing, staying busy so that you can avoid yourself, you don't even know yourself. You don't know your wants, likes, desires, things that you don't enjoy. You don't know any of that stuff. And so let me just give an example here. Um, so me, so I do my best creative work. So what I mean by creative work is my content development, um, writing, getting podcasts ready, doing instructional design work, like the head down content design work. I work best when I am first thing in the morning alone by myself in the office without getting into anything else for the day. I don't want to look at emails yet. I don't want to be distracted by social media. I just want to get in and do that work. And so I know for me, and that work is a very important part of my business. It's a big chunk of my business. I can't afford to not have that time. And I know that once my husband goes to work in the afternoons, content development work, writing, stuff like that, isn't going to happen with two kids and a dog. Now, I can check emails. I can reply on social media. I can, you know, do some of the more admin type things in the afternoon when I have other things going on. But as far as that type of work, it's just not going to happen. I also know that if I have an 8 a.m. doctor's appointment, that's taking away from that time. And even if I come back in the office at 10 or 11, that that flow time, that creative flow that comes into us, it's not going to happen. And I know that. So I don't like to schedule doctor's appointments first thing in the morning. And that's like these little things that you need to understand about yourself. Not how society thinks you're supposed to work or schedule your time, but like how can you best set yourself up in your life by knowing when you're at your best. Think about these things and then you have to get ahead of your week, okay? Number three, plan your food daily. Okay, what does that mean? So, you know, when I think about the week ahead, I look at what's going on and I get realistic. Like, okay, you know what? On Wednesday, we have school. We have this appointment, that appointment. We're not gonna have dinner at home. We're gonna have dinner out. So let's plan for that. So that we're not rolling up to the drive-thru, ordering the double, triple with cheese, blah, 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 bunch of bullshit that we don't need to be eating. Because we're eating in the moment out of hanger, okay? Out of victim mentality, out of, oh, I'm just so busy, I didn't have time to eat, or I don't have time to think. So I look at that calendar ahead of time, and I also do my grocery shopping, where I'm like, every week I order the same crap. The same stuff for my breakfast, the same stuff for my lunch, the same stuff for my kids. And then dinner kind of changes every week or so. Um, I, I do mix those things up. So what I'm able to do is say, these are the meals I think we're going to have, right? And then every single night, I plan for tomorrow based on what tomorrow's schedule looks like. Because here's the thing. The last thing that you want to be thinking about in the moment of life when life happens is what are you going to eat? Because if you live that way, then you're going to constantly just be using that as an excuse. For example, when Javi got hurt last week, I could have used that as an, as an excuse. 
right? But I didn't. So the last decision that you, you have to make so many decisions every single day, right? Right? The last decision you want to have to think about in the moment when you're stressed out, that's why if you ask me, what's for dinner? It just, I can't stand that question. I cannot stand it because I don't want to, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to think about it. So what if you think about it the night before when you're fresh or the morning of whatever that looks like for you. But for me, what I have found is the most helpful thing in my weight loss and my sanity is to know ahead of time, what am I eating tomorrow? So then it's just a no brainer. I don't have to sit around and think about, oh, I wonder what's for dinner tonight. Oh, I wonder if I should eat that thing or, you know, and also give yourself some, some, some grace and leniency that sometimes that plan may not go as, as, as you planned, right? But you at least have a structure. And the other part of that is it starts setting you up to do what you say you're going to do. And then you can start to get that pride and that confidence back in yourself, okay? So number four is commit to moving your body. You need to keep your body in motion. Not 24 hours a day, but what I'm trying to tell you is every single day you have to get off your ass and you have to do some movement. And you need to make that time, make that time whatever it needs to be. But like for me, I love to go for walks outside. And um, when I go for walks, that's like such a good time for me to also like listen to podcasts, listen to audiobooks. Think of it also as like um, exercise for your brain too. Like you're, you're working out your mind and your personal development. And so you have to stay in motion. You have to like, I have just noticed for me over the years, it's very dangerous for me to not be moving. And so what I so for me what that means is going for walks. It's getting out of the house and going and walk even if it's walking around the mall, walking around Sam's Club, if you're not able to get outdoors for whatever reason. I have to stay busy in a productive way, but you have to be careful to not be busy for the sake of being busy, if that makes sense. So let just it's this is how you go from this exercising in a bubble, going hard, I have to do it this way, if I don't do it this way, I suck, to just making, having an active lifestyle just be part of who you are. And I feel like that's something that I've been able to do where it's like as a family even, it's like, let's get out and explore, we're going to go on a trail, we're going to go kayaking, we're going to go walking, we're going to go on this adventure. And my kids love it, Chewy loves it. So finding ways to move your body that are fun, that are adventurous, that it just becomes we're an active family. We live an active lifestyle, okay? I hope this is making sense. If it's not, if you have questions, that's what our Facebook group is for. You can go into the Irresistible You podcast group and you can post questions. Don't wait for me to post. You go in there and you ask questions. Um, so number five is to set many goals. Every single day, you should have these mini goals that are going to help fuel your pride and confidence. So here's what I do, and I kid you not, I have been doing this since I was in my 20s, and it just it works for me, is every single day when my day is over, I have the notebook, I mean, just a plain old notebook, and I write down all of my to-dos for tomorrow. And the reason I do that is so that when I wake up and come into the office, 
I'm not sitting here like, oh, shit, what was I supposed to work on today? Uh." It's like it's already planting the seed in my head of like this is the stuff that has to get done tomorrow. And it does something on the subconscious level. And then when I come in here, it's like, boom, we're getting to work, baby. Like this is what we have to do. And for me, seeing my list and being able to scratch things off the list, it gives me a sense of pride. It gives me a sense of confidence. And one of the other things I want you to also think about when you're setting up your mini goals or your to-do list is to mark, because more than likely you're going to have way more than two things, but I want you to star like between one and three things that if nothing else got done today, if I accomplish these what this one, two, or three things, I'm going to feel really good about today. It's going to be a win. Because so often, like I said, we only look at, oh, I didn't get to all these other things on my list. And we're not focused at all on what we did accomplish today. Okay? So, so do that. Make your list for the day. Set many goals. What are your top two to three priorities for the day? Okay. And that's going to make you feel good because you're like, I need to feel like I'm in motion, not only just physically, I need to feel like I'm in motion in different areas of my life to feel like I'm gaining momentum. Because for me, when I stop feeling momentum of anything, I start to get stagnant and depressed and I fall back into old habits. And this all goes back to you have to get to know yourself. You really have to know yourself just to be able to acknowledge I'm not good in these situations. I'm really good in these situations. I'm really best at this time of day. You know what? Trying to get things done at night, it's not going to work for me. Figure it out. Figure it out. Number six, girl, get dressed, okay? Get yourself dressed. If you, um, this is especially true for people that work from home in any type of capacity, but it's like, you know, I've been working from home for over 10 years now. And is it easy to roll out of bed, brush my teeth and come in the office? Yeah. Does that make me feel good about myself? Hail to the no. And I notice it translate into how I feel about work for the day. If I don't get dressed, put my makeup on, put my hair the way I want my hair, put some jewelry on, spritz some perfume. Yes, I spritz perfume, even though I'm sitting in here by myself. And you know what is so funny? Anytime I have to do a live or a video, I swear to you, I brush my teeth and I put on perfume. Like y'all are going to see me and smell me. (laughs) Uh, But it's a thing. I don't know. It's just a thing. It's a thing. It's a thing. So get dressed. Get your glam on, right? That's one of our guiding principles in the Irresistible You framework. What does glam mean to you? I have a certain level of glam that I need to do every single day. That might look different for you, and that is okay. But what is your definition of glam? What is your signature style? Having a signature style that you can just have these things in your closet that you love that are just a go-to, it's kind of like a uniform of you, you got to know what that is so that you're not just throwing on whatever crap you can find and you're not happy and you don't feel good in it. Because when you take pride in your appearance, when you're taking pride in yourself, And the way you show up externally with, you know, the way you put yourself together, it's not just vanity, guys. It's not like this surface level vanity thing. It's actually a manifestation of how you feel about yourself. 
And so when you don't feel well about yourself, you're probably not taking pride in your outer appearance either. And this isn't about weight. You're doing the, I want you doing this at your highest weight, your lowest weight, and your in-between weight, and your maintenance weight. This is at any size because you have to teach yourself that you deserve to take pride in your appearance because you're ultimately taking pride in yourself no matter the size. Size is not a prerequisite for looking cute. Size is not a prerequisite for like glamming up your face, okay? And it will make you feel good. Like I know for me, it's like, yes, that makes me look good in my, like in the way that I want to look good, but it makes me feel irresistible. It makes me feel good. It makes me more confident. It makes me more like, yes, girl, I'm going to stick to that food plan today. Yes, I'm going to stay in charge of my day. I want to go move my body. I want to go do something fun. I want to go do something exciting with my kids. If I roll out the bed and I'm like a hot mess, clothes are looking atrocious, I don't want to leave the house. I don't want to go do stuff with my kids. I don't want to put my my all into my work. It has an effect. It does, and it matters. Number seven, um, you got to drink a lot of water. Now, I was someone... Back, back, back in the day, way back in the day, I never drank water. I thought it was gross. I used to say water makes me gag because it has no taste. And believe it or not, I didn't start drinking water religiously until I was in my 20s. And I had to start with carbonated water. I used to get this like strawberry carbonated water because I couldn't just drink water on its own. And that's how I transitioned into water where now if I don't drink enough water, I'm, I constantly have my water next to me. If I don't drink my water, I feel disgusting physically. I feel sluggish. I feel tired. I feel bloated. And it's so good for you. On, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to go into the benefits of water. I think most of us know that. But it's like it just does so much for us. Um, and that's just something that I now almost take for granted that I do every day to feel good that I didn't, I didn't do that back in the day. I didn't do it back in the day. So let's, let's get hydrated. Let's get our hydration on and drink some water. Okay. Number eight, this is going to just hit. Like, I feel like this one's going to hit guys, especially 2021 coming off all the COVID stuff. We're still transitioning into things. We're still kind of in this weird you know, in between place in a sense um, where a lot of us for the past year didn't have this and now it's time. So I cannot stress this enough. You have to have things to look forward to. You, mm, mm, ah, ooh, ah, oh my God. Let me say it again. You have to have things to look forward to. I cannot stress how important this is when you, and I think for so many of us over the past year, we lost that. We lost that. It was taken away in so many ways where different festivals and events and gatherings and vacations and even going to work in an office for some people was taken away. And we didn't have that coworker lunch to look forward to or that quarterly meeting where we fly and see everybody that we work with or just so many things were put on hold and taken away. 
that, you know, we have seen depression, anxiety skyrocket over the past year, right? For so many reasons. And I think that this so much ties into all of that, where we didn't have social gatherings. You know, um, my friend Kim and I run a monthly networking group for women entrepreneurs locally, and we haven't been, we stopped doing that. And for me, like I missed that so much, just having that social outlet to connect face to face with people and have that thing to look forward to, right? We didn't go on any trips. I'm trying to think, no, we didn't go on any trips last year. Um, you know, number one, I was pregnant anyway, but when I was pregnant with Kat, we traveled. <laughs> I traveled multiple times on an airplane. And last year there was no vacations. Um, there was no gatherings. There were a lot of holidays were, you know, people were lonely and things that we normally have to look forward to, they weren't there. And so when you don't have things in your life to look forward to, you're going to look for other stuff to fill that hole. And for a lot of us, it's eating, it's overeating, it's emotional eating, it's binging, it's, you know, binge watching seasons of shit on Netflix and Hulu that, you know, (laughs) eating and binge watching is not something to look forward to. It's not. And I say it all the time, you guys, it's not a hobby. And if that is your hobby, and if that is the only thing that you ever have to look forward to at the end of the day, you have to change that. You have to change this relationship with yourself. You have to change the fit. You have to find what fills you up. You have to find what feeds your soul. You have to find something else because Netflix and food are not things to look forward to. Now, I will say this with a caveat. Sometimes we need that veg night of like, you know what? We're going to veg out. We're going to watch the shows. We're going to order some food, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. What I'm talking about is when that is the only thing you have to look forward to. Where you almost feel like, let me say this. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Where you almost feel like you know these characters in these shows because you're watching the shit so much that you know more about these shows than you know about real people in your life. That's a problem, okay? All of this is with love. Like, that is a problem. I didn't realize how much I had missed looking forward to things. So what does that mean? Looking forward to things can mean going out to lunch with a friend, um, going out for cocktails with, with the girls, um, you know, meeting up with somebody to do, you know, a play date or whatever. I just realized how much I miss that with Kat, like having play dates for her. Um, and I need it. I need it too to reconnect. Also, it can mean like having projects to look forward to. Maybe it's like a project that you've put off in your house or like a photo project or art that you love to do, whatever that thing is. It's also vacations, little getaways. Like for me, I love to travel. Like I, I do. I love to travel. I don't care if it's a getaway in the car for two hours that we go to or getting on a plane, going to another country or going across the country. I love to travel. And I didn't real. I think I kind of forgot in the midst of the COVID and all the things that were going on with being pregnant and all like, 
I forgot how much I need to have things scheduled out for me to look forward to. And it doesn't mean I don't love my life, but life gets monotonous. Life can be predictable at times, right? We work, we take care of the family, we take care of the house, we, we go here, we go there, we do this, we do that. But we need to shake it up sometimes. And, um, you know, a few months ago, we made a decision to go ahead and just just go for it, right? And we booked this trip to Disney. I have wanted – I've been to Disney World many, many times because I used to work and travel. I've never been with my family, never taken my kids. And I have always had on my bucket list that I wanted to go to Disney during Halloween because I'm a Halloween, like, fanatic. And for those of you that don't know me and don't know this, Halloween slash October is, like, huge for my family because my husband was born in October. My daughter was born in October. My son was born in October. They're actually born five days, four years and five days apart. So their birthdays are five days apart, you guys, for the rest of my life. (laughs) Um, And my husband and I got married on Halloween Eve on the 30th. So it's like October for us is just, it's a big old, like, I'm broke in October. Don't ask me for nothing in October because just take all my money for all the events. So anyway, I have always wanted to go to Disney during the Halloween season it's like been on my list for years. And so we did that. And when we booked it, we were like, I don't know. It's like COVID. How's it going to be? And it's like, you know what? We're just doing this because we don't get a do over. We don't get a do over in life. And I understand. (laughs) I completely understand. Sometimes finances make those things impossible. I get it. I do. And you know, I had so, I I think I shared this in another podcast, but I had so much um, trouble hitting the book when I was doing, like getting all the research and figuring out what we're going to do. And we're, we're going with some other family members um, as well. I had such a hard time hitting book because I kept trying to back myself out of it. And it was all this self-worth shit. Like you shouldn't be doing this right now. You know, you don't know what COVID is going to look like by then. Um, you should be putting this money towards a new car. You should be paying off certain debts. You should be putting money towards this and that. Who do you think you are? Like all this inner fat bitch stuff was like screaming in my ear. And I did it because you know what? Life is short. There will never be another year of our life where I'm 39, my husband's 40, my daughter's five, my son is one. When does that happen again? And I'm not saying because of the, what I'm trying to say is, this stamp in time of where our family is will not happen again. This is it. Because again, the change of season, the dynamics, things are going to shift and change constantly. I don't want to wait till my kids are teenagers. I want to start doing these things. And for me, being able to travel and have experiences and having things to look forward to in the sense of travel, that's my goal. You may not want that as a goal and that's okay. But so now it's like we have this beautiful, amazing thing to look forward to. And we have a trip to Texas coming up to see family that (laughs) we haven't seen in way too long because of COVID. COVID took that away from us. Our baby didn't get to meet that his other side of the family, you know, and that hurts. And I miss them and I miss them for my kids too. And it's just... 
all these things that got put on hold last year, we're getting to a place where we can have these things to look forward to again. And I just realized how much I personally have to have things to look forward to that are outside of the normal day-to-day shit, you know? Um, And so, so yeah. And I think also too, when, and this is going to sound strange, maybe when I have things to look forward to, I feel like I take better care of myself. Not like, oh my God, I got to lose 50 pounds and I'm going to do go hard. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But it's like, when you're just home every day and you're not seeing people and there's no expectations and you're not getting dressed up and you're not going anywhere, you kind of lose yourself. And you think, what's the big deal? I don't need to take care of myself. But when you're putting yourself out there, whether it's going for a walk, going on an adventure, going to the beach, going on vacation, it's like it fuels this thing inside of you to take better care of yourself because you need to show up. And so, so yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at. Um, you have to have, fi- you have to find things to look forward to. You just do. So, so important. So the next thing, um, make sure I've said all of them. Yeah. Is to take time every single day to reflect. Now, this doesn't need to be massive. This doesn't need to be like, you know, and for me, I think this kind of wraps up into some of the other things that I personally shared. So for me, Getting that to-do list for tomorrow, putting my meal plan together for tomorrow, that's part of my daily reflection. You know, what went well today? What did I accomplish? What do I, what do I need to accomplish tomorrow? Um, what's still outstanding? Just kind of having this check-in with yourself to reflect on what you're doing and, and where you're going. Because if you don't do that, then the day takes control of you and you're not taking control of the day. Okay. So it, again, it kind of ties into some of the other things we already talked about. And then the next thing, maybe this kind of ties into the having things to look forward to as well. Um, but you need to have downtime. You need to have white space or margins in your life. And if you're just constantly work, 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 and no play, you're going to burn out quickly. So you've got to have some downtime. You've got to have some just time to be creative, time to play, time to be fun, um, and just loosen up. Like, freaking loosen up a little bit. Like, you got to laugh at yourself. Like, sometimes it's just you got to laugh. Like, you just have to laugh sometimes at how crazy some things are. Um, and you need to have downtime and, and things that you enjoy doing every single day. You know, what does that look like for you? I can't give you like, well, you need to do this and you need to do that because it's going to be different for all of us. But I know for me, if I don't have margin built into my day where I can be creative, I physically hurt. Like it physically hurts when I can't get in here and be creative and come up with new ideas and new content and produce. Like, I just, it hurts. It hurts in my soul. It's so hard to explain. Um, you know, again, do I have as much creativity and margin in my life that I, that I had before kids? Of course not. Right now I'm in a season where it's going to look a little bit different. I'm going to have less, you know, and in a couple years, it's going to look totally different again. And that some more, that time's going to pour back in. So 
understanding again, when it goes back to the first thing we talked about, where are your priorities and what season of life are you in? And knowing that this might look very different, right? Um, yes. So I hope this is helpful, guys. This was a really long episode and I want to talk about it more. I want to hear what you guys are doing to implement some of these things or what are you thinking? How are you feeling? What makes you look and feel irresistible? Maybe there's something for you that's not on this list and I would love to hear that and so would the other women inside of our group. So Let's head over to the Irresistible You Facebook group. It's completely free. It is the Irresistible You podcast group. Make sure you request to join. If you're not a member, we will get you approved. We will get you in there. And let's continue the discussion there, okay? And again, you can support the podcast by leaving a rating and review on iTunes, tagging me on Instagram in a story or on your feed, and just letting other people know that this exists, that this is out here, if this is something that would be helpful for them. I love hanging out with you guys. I love talking with you. I love to hear how you're doing and how you're implementing these things. So let's keep that discussion going once again. Thank you so much for listening. Until the next one, stay irresistible. Bye, guys.